0: Well good morning Jess. Well good morning Cat. I mean hello like normal but it's morning so we well say good morning. We are
1: recording in the morning so it's, it's it's a coffee recording. It is which I love. I'm such a morning person. I don't know if you are. I think you are now that you're a mom but <laughs> <laughs> I think you're forced That's to be a morning same.
0: person. Yeah no kidding like uh, well I think I usually am anyway but I just don't sleep anymore so mm. <laughs> it's a little different that's fair that's fair poor little man <laughs> poor Keeping little man he's asleep right now so that's there good. will be no leo talk today yeah oh so i don't know if
1: you're ready for <laughs> this in the morning I know, I don't think so. I'll just tell you right now, I don't think so. (laughs) I gave her a little preface last night of what was happening, because we were trying to figure out when we were going to record, and (laughs) she was not happy. But on a cat scale, (laughs) this spooky one is going to be at about, well, it's a 5 for me, so I think it's going to be at like an 8 for
0: her. So from zero to the doll, the five. Yeah. Stop it. Okay, that was way too long a pause. Oh,
1: God. (laughs) No, I'm thinking maybe less than five.
0: Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done fine. Okay, God, I was like, shit. I'm not going back to sleep after this, am I? No, you are. I promise. You're going to be fine. Okay. Because
1: I did all my research at night and I was fine.
0: <laughs> That's such a sign. I love it. <laughs> my yeah. tolerance is a little higher than yours, though, but. Um, so incredibly true.
1: <laughs> so today we are going to talk about the Driscoll
0: Hotel, which is in Austin. Oh, I was about to say, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen it, driven by it. I yeah. think my stepdad did work on it. Oh. I think this it flooded gets... a couple of years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. But now I feel like maybe I'll have a different thought about him doing that. I just remember him saying that. I don't remember anything about it. Really? Ooh. I would ask him because I'm so curious. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know anything about it. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Ready and intrigued.
1: <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. This will be cut up into like two different sections, one for history and then the other for spooky stuff. (laughs) Okay. So starting back on November 4th, 1824, Jesse Driscoll was born in Tennessee. When he was 23 years old, he moved to Missouri where he married Nancy Elizabeth Jane Day, which is a mouthful of Names. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Must be a family name. Yeah. (laughs) Four years later, they moved to Texas. In 1857, Jesse got involved in the cattle business, and during the Civil War, he furnished beef to the Confederate Army. Oh. Okay. Yeah. By the end of the war, he ran out of cattle and money. And although he was broke, he started rebuilding his herds and eventually became a very successful, like, businessman in the cattle trade.
0: That makes sense, because I, okay, I take back what I just said. It doesn't just make sense. But I mean, it, it's it Texas. Does. Anybody that's, like, in, yeah, it's Texas, it's <laughs> old Texas, it's cattle, anything cattle related, like. Yeah, you're going
1: to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. In 1871, Jesse and his family moved to Austin where he continued the cattle trade and established several ranches across the United States.
0: Oh, that's badass. Okay.
1: Yeah. Wanting to expand his business outside of the cattle trade in 1885, Jesse bought a hefty piece of land for 75,000 or $7500, excuse me, which is roughly $235,000 today.
0: Which is still not a lot for land today. I,
1: yeah, I, I'm <laughs> was a good deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And this piece of land was on 6th Street in downtown Austin, which, if you know Austin... It's I was going like, to say, oh my god, that would
0: be worth millions yes. today.
1: I feel, yeah. I don't know, though. Oh, no. Millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, because I feel like my research, because I was like, okay, what is what is $7,500 today,
0: you know? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just saying he got it for a steal. Like, yeah. he basically went bargain shopping for this exactly. plot of land. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could literally have a cardboard box, and it's, like, ten grand. So, we talked about 6th
1: Street. So, his plan, once he bought the land, was to build a hotel. Don't know if I said
0: that, but now it's in there. Um, oh, should we give context to what 6th Street is? Or do we... Assume 6th Street's pretty infamous. I mean, I said, which, if
1: you're near Austin or have been to Austin, you know it's yeah. pretty, yeah.
0: I've gone out many a time. It's it's a hip-hop in place, if you will. Gone out many a
1: time on 6th Street. Um, let's see, where was I? In total... The cost is estimated at $400,000 back then,
0: oh, which damn.
1: is $92 million today.
0: Oh, damn. Yeah.
1: So, man had money. Yeah. Apparently, and wanted, to blow. Yeah, he wanted to build a hotel that was somewhat like the hotels that were in like New York, like the Plaza
0: something like that okay i'm just trying to think of like austin a 100 years ago can't right i cannot (laughs) right but i'm guessing that's when most of the like historic downtown buildings were probably going up probably yes i don't know it's wild on december 20th
1: 1886 the driscoll hotel opened its doors the hotel was featured in a special edition of the Austin Daily Statesman, stating it was, quote, one of the finest hotels in the whole country. I
0: would fucking hope so. Yeah, <laughs> dude put a lot like, of money in there. <laughs> time, money, like, ooh. Yeah. On January 1st, 1887,
1: the governor at the time, Sol Ross, held his inaugural ball in its ballroom which has since become tradition of every texas governor to date
0: oh well that's that's cool i didn't know that yeah i feel like i'm learning texas history and you are you're (laughs) the one sitting in florida (laughs) i literally love history like it's
1: i don't know i don't know why i just you either like history or you trust the government (laughs) you can't do both um
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love that so much
1: In May of 1887, the Driscoll family lost their fortune when harsh weather killed over 3,000 of Driscoll's cattle.
0: Damn. Like, oh, the heartbreak. A, dead cows. So sad. Uh, Yeah. Like. I would be so sad. But then, like, all of your money, you're just watching it drop dead. Yeah. Wild. Mm Mm-hmm. On top of this, half of his
1: staff, including his general manager, were hired away by a different hotel.
0: This forces Driscoll to close the hotel. Okay. I don't like it. It's like you're getting more ominous as you Sorry. Like. <laughs> in 1888, he
1: sold the hotel to his brother-in-law, who reopened the hotel in 1889. On May 3rd, 1890, Jesse Driscoll died of a stroke. Many said he was a broken man at the time of his death.
0: I would assume so.
1: Yeah. So, a man named George Littlefield opened the Austin National Bank on the southeast corner of the building, and he later purchased the hotel in 1895. He invested over $60,000 in renovations, including electric lighting throughout the hotel, steam heating, and 28 bathrooms. How many? What? That's so wild. He needed to add 28 bathrooms. Yeah. I'm assuming, like, when the hotel was first constructed, maybe each room didn't have a bathroom. It was more like a common...
0: Yeah, like maybe a floor. Yeah. floor had one hmm yeah but also what okay i don't know but also you know heating and uh lights that's a little essential so that's good good for him yeah especially during this time period that was like yeah
1: um in 1903 he sold to e.i woolmit and then the hotel was managed by w.l stark who added a barber shop and a spa I just okay, like cute. I this is like a side tangent. I just love that like olden names are like just E I or W L.
0: It's like I was about to say like it sounds like it's an LLC name, and then it's yes, like, it's just not like it's somebody's name. Right, right. Like oh, I'm going to W L's house later. Like <laughs> it reminds me of
1: D W from um, Arthur.
0: Arthur, yeah. DW, yeah. Or mm-hmm. DJ, things like that, yeah.
1: Mm hmm. So in 1908, the Daughters of the Republic of Texas met at the Driscoll to discuss the fate of the Alamo mission in San Antonio. That's another fun history fact. Dis-
0: yeah, it's pretty discuss- significant.
1: Yeah, discussed at this meeting was whether to preserve or demolish the Alamo structure.
0: I have lived in Texas my entire life. Um, Did not know that that was ever a discussion. How, like, me being like, what the fuck? How are you going to tear down the Alamo? You can't do that shit. Yep. Um, On October 12th,
1: 1931, Louis Armstrong opened a three-day performance at the Driscoll Hotel, which is another fun fact. Um, I like these. These are fun. I know. And this is... This might be one of my, well, yeah, this might be one of my favorites. In 1934, Lyndon B. Johnson met his future wife for their first date in the Driscoll Dining Room. Aww. Which, the Driscoll also became his campaign headquarters during his congressional c- career. He even watched the 1964 presidential election from the Driscoll's presidential suite. Which is cool. I love that. Well, I and like LBJ,
0: like, he's from here. He's yeah. from Texas. That's so Aww. freaking cool. That is really neat. How very Texas of him. I know. In
1: 1952, the former Austin National Bank became a TV studio for KTBC, which was the first television station in central Texas.
0: Again, I feel like I'm getting a history lesson and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> in 1969...
1: The hotel closed for renovations, including an addition of a new tower, but the renovation never happened. Most of its furnishings instead were sold and it was about to be demolished, but at the last minute, a non organization called the Driscoll Hotel Corporation raised $900,000 to save it.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. When was this? 1969. Huh. Which I'm now I'm like, okay... My grandma was alive. Like, that's the math I'm doing in my head now is like, my grandma could have known these people. Because Austin used to be a small town. Yeah. I mean, you know, just not whatever it is right now. Yeah. That's so cool. So, in
1: 1972, Braniff International Hotels bought the property and began a $350 restoration of the lobby. Isn't Three, that,
0: sorry, is it that sorry? Three hundred fifty thousand dollar restoration of the lobby. Damn, this hotel was almost a million dollars to be made. Yeah, and, and then there's been almost a million dollars renovations. That's nuts! But like, is it Brantif? Wasn't that an airline? Yes. Yep. So is it the same? It's the same. It's like a sister company. Cause it, yeah, well, and like Austin Airport's not necessarily close to Sixth Street, but like it could have been like an airline thing mhm like a
1: oh mhm 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 good catch good catch because i oh, read that and i didn't put that in the notes so thank you for pulling that out but it was again i
0: don't i i don't i i can't think straight <laughs> good morning i don't even know what i was going to say <laughs> did you say good morning
1: <laughs> good morning um, <laughs> On January fifteenth, nineteen seventy-three, the hotel reopened, and business was very good. In nineteen ninety-five, the Driscoll was bought by the Great Great American Life Insurance, who put in thirty million to renovate the hotel back to its original form.
0: Holy hell! Okay, so now we're in an LLC. Oh yeah. Okay. The. the wow. Yeah, it's insane. The,
1: the amount of money that was put into this hotel and like it changed hands so many times and everyone just kept well, now, like redoing it.
0: Now I want to go so bad. I've never been. I've never oh, seen it.
1: When I come visit, let's just go there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Seriously. Or I could
0: just Wild. meet you in Austin. <laughs> That's fine. My dad, shout out to my dad. Woo-hoo. Um, He lives on 4th Street. Oh. Which is like, as you would imagine, <laughs> very close to sixty, like two streets so, over, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, like a city block. But
1: that's crazy. I wonder
0: if he's been like in it. Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: I knew past? this was gonna hit close to home for you. Very, <laughs> like a city block away. <laughs> I did this one for you, actually. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um. So, the renovation was four years long and the hotel was closed that entire time, reopening its doors on New Year's Eve, 1999.
0: That's badass. Isn't that so cool? Also, how expensive to be paying like property taxes and shit. For four years with no revenue? Damn. And then on the
1: last day of the year, they're like, we're going to open and then throw a rager.
0: (laughs) Also, if you open that day of the year, I think you get tax breaks. Yeah. Makes sense. That's probably exactly why they did it. (laughs) Makes sense. But total rager. Like, Yes. Absolutely. That was the millennium. Yes. Right.
1: (laughs) Um... On September 11th, 2001, Jenna Bush was relocated to the Driscoll Hotel by Secret Service after learning of the events that had taken place that morning. It's another okay. just.
0: Oh, okay, I was like, I'm getting fun fact. Why? Why? What yeah. Does it matter? Okay, cool. Okay, so it's like a safe space. Yeah.
1: In 2013, the hotel was purchased by. You may have heard them. Um, Hyatt Hotels Corporation. <clears throat>
0: You may, you may know, know them as... You may uh, know them. <laughs> um, Hyatt Hotels Corporation for a cold 85000000 million. I'm speechless. <laughs> okay, but also think of that other, whatever the LLC was, that like, the profit. Dude,
1: I know. Great American Life, Damn. yeah, Great American Life had uh, owned it before then. And they had purchased it for thirty million, or no, I don't know how much they purchased it for, but they put thirty million into it.
0: Yeah. Oh and then, well, you know that they had to have dude, made bank.
1: Yeah. And then Hyatt, once they owned it, they put eight million into renovation. Oh my god. <laughs> uh huh. And then it changed its hands one more time. Hyatt eventually sold the hotel in May of 2022 for 125 million. To Woodbine Development, which is a Dallas company.
0: Okay, I was like, I've never heard of it.
1: Yeah, sounds like they got money. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people in Dallas have money. A lot of companies in Dallas have money. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is the, this is
1: the truth. Is truth not only Dallas but Texas overall? There's a lot of money. True. Yeah. Um. So that's all of the history and now we're gonna get into the spooky stuff
0: i mean i feel like i'm ready
1: let's go okay all right so guests often report seeing a young female ghost whose name is samantha and she's normally seen running along the grand staircase of the lobby as the story goes this girl was the senator's daughter in 1887, the Senate opted to hold their legislative session at the Driscoll because the Texas state capitol was under construction.
0: Okay, sounds, sounds right.
1: Yep. To keep his daughter entertained during the meeting, the senator gave her a ball to play with, and while playing with the ball near the staircase, she lost her grip and tried to catch it, and in doing so, she slipped and fell down the stairs.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Um, this little girl's ghost is seen often near a fifth floor portrait of a young girl holding flowers. She is also known to play with children in the halls. When these children are asked who they are playing with, the answer is always Samantha.
0: That's pretty fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sad, but pretty fucking creepy. Mm-hmm.
1: So, remember um, Jesse Driscoll, who, you know, made the hotel?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's a ghost, too.
0: So I am, I'm not going to lie, I did see that one coming. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when alive, Jesse was known for standing in the lobby welcoming guests, and he was always smoking a cigar. Even though the hotel now has a strict no-smoking policy, many guests smell cigars walking around the hotel. This could be attributed to the fact that the hotel once housed a tobacco shop in the lobby, but one night, a security guard was working overtime and was coming down the grand staircase when he smelled a cigar. He leaned over the banister to try to see who was smoking, and he heard a male voice behind him ask, got a match? When he turned around, no one was there.
0: I'm not going to lie, that's kind of badass. yeah. Like, let me tell you, if I was a rich bitch made a rich billion dollar hotel <laughs> and I die, catch me smoking in that hotel in the afterlife. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. That is badass.
1: Yeah. Also, um, I think the security guard quit <laughs> promptly after that encounter. <laughs>
0: I'd be like, bye. I'd be peace. I'm not going to lie. I'd be peaceing out. I'm not coming back. But that is badass from yeah. afar. <laughs> Whereas me, I'd be like, uh, no, I don't, Jesse.
1: But um, you could probably grab one from someone else because I don't smoke.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe not me. I think I wouldn't sleep for a couple of weeks. But like, uh, <laughs> still, it's pretty cool. According to GhostCityTours.com,
1: the ghost of Peter Lawless is often seen around the hotel. In the early 20th century, Peter worked as a ticket agent for the Great Northern Railroad. After his wife died, he moved into the Driscoll and lived on the fifth floor for 31 years.
0: Oh, shit. He lived in a hotel for 31 years. Yeah. I wonder if it was, like, a situation where they had, like... Housing? There's some hotels here that have, like... You can rent... A room as mm-hmm. an apartment, but it's also a hotel. Yeah, that was probably had the had same transition. situation. It had to have been 31 years. That's 31 nuts. years.
1: Yeah, well, and I know some hotels have both, like, guest rooms and then rooms you can... Yeah. Like, apartments or whatever. Yeah. Visitors mm. often see Peter exiting the elevator while looking at his pocket watch and then watch him disappear. Housekeepers often report tingling sensations before looking up to see an older gentleman dressed in dark pants, a white shirt, with a pocket watch, watching them. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. As soon as they see him, he vanishes. Other guests have seen his ghost leaving the hotel and disappear as he steps in front of buses. Or a bus. Could you imagine seeing that? So he like walks what? out and just like it's like mean girls, I that's the only reference I have. Yeah. See, but like ghost my version. My first thought
0: is he's like fucking with people. Like he's That? Like, oh,
1: oh, oh, that or like, maybe he's like <laughs> miserable in the afterlife and is like I just want to get out of here. So he's like,
0: "Jessica, it is far <laughs> too early in the day for you to be that <laughs> negative." Oh, God. Oh, God. Honestly, I read that, that people <laughs> were
1: thinking that, so that's why I said it, but I like your version Okay, that. that's fair. Yeah, I was like, I, have, I like I that like he would think be fucking with people.
0: Yeah, he's not miserable. He's just trying to mess with people and get them scared. Yeah. In a funny way. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, I'm already dead, but I'm going to pop in front of this bus. See what happens. Not gonna lie, Bye. It's probably something I would do. Like, just to jump scare people. <laughs> jump scare. Before Sixth Street
1: existed, the land belonged to Native American tribes. Mm hmm. Legend says that a culturally essential spring sat where the hotel was built. These tribes treated this land as hollowed ground and believed that water has the ability to contain
0: spirits,
1: good and evil.
0: So, Austin is on top of an aquifer, mm-hmm. so that makes a lot of sense. It's also wild that they would just plop a hotel on top of that. Yeah, but it's like downtown, like. Yeah, I mean, I so guess like, it's, like even built before that Jesse, way before any committees yeah. or yeah. You know, conservation shit, like way before. So way I guess before. it kind of makes sense, but also like. You couldn't put
1: it elsewhere. I don't know. Okay. Right? No, okay. I I am with you. I would not fuck with
0: that. I <clears throat> right? Nope. I don't want to. Nope. But that's twenty first century minded shit.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Also, I am very inherently like. I try to be respectful of that shit, just because, like, you never know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm from Austin conserving the aquifer is like ingrained in your brain from like kindergarten oh. on like every year you go through like a whole thing about how you're supposed to save the aquifer and you're not supposed to litter and like it's ingrained in you so for me to think somebody just went and was like i don't care about the aquifer that, i don't know yeah. to me my brain is like this guy obviously didn't go to elementary no. school. Instead. i mean to be fair he is not from
1: Texas. He moved from like Missouri, so he was probably just like, this is a fucking steal for this land. And he's just like, he's, I'm gonna he's he's not wrong.
0: Like that that was a steal.
1: Yeah. He probably didn't know the backstory, but it's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Tangent done. Yes. Um so this is my last bullet, and this is probably the creepiest story, so sorry. Um <laughs> In the late 1800s, a woman was staying in room 525 whose fiance had recently called off their wedding. There's not much information on how, but she ended up killing herself in that room and is often seen wandering around the halls in a Victorian era dress. In the early 1990s, a woman came to the hotel who was just dumped by her fiancé. She booked a five-day stay, and as soon as she checked in, got a drink at the bar, and decided to rack up her fiancé's credit card. Nice. To the tune of $40,000.
0: Holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> How does one do that in a matter of hours? I mean... I mean... There's,
1: I mean, there's like nice shopping in downtown Austin. I just,
0: I even said it and I was like, oh. Yeah, you are like, yeah,
1: I could see that. I I could, I could do it. Um, so she was last seen entering her room, room 525. Shut up. With a plethora of shopping bags. Once in her room, she got hammered, drew herself a bath, grabbed a pillow, and shot herself in in the stomach. Her ghost is often seen in the hotel carrying packages or a pistol down the hallways, and- What are the odds of that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but that is the last spooky one that I had.
0: That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was more of a history lesson, but- Oh yeah, on zero to the doll, I'd make that a three. Okay.
0: Okay. A cat three.
1: Yeah, a Cat 3. Yeah. Like that one's...
0: Maybe the history has me more intrigued and less scared, but like... Yeah, probably.
1: I try to... <laughs> I tried to... Keep it chill. This is our the first spooky... Yeah, this is our first spooky in a very, very long time, so I didn't want to go in, like, guns blazing. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Also, I just think it was so interesting to learn a little bit about the history of...
0: Not only the Driscoll, but Austin. Texas history is badass. It is. I mean, that's not the Texas bride talking, but uh, it yeah, is. it's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a really cool one. Cool. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, at this point, you guys know where to find us, but <laughs> if you, you like don't, do if it, this hey? is your if this is your first episode you can go ahead and email us at stayinsidepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at saintsidepod. And we hope you guys keep listening to our stories that we like to tell every other week. <laughs> yeah.
0: Stay on it. Stay time. listening to us. If yeah. And stay inside it's... above all else.
1: Or <laughs> go to the Driscoll. I don't know. Uh, yeah yeah i'm definitely going it's sounds so cool also they have like a ton of restaurants there and like a bar and like even just if you and i went and grabbed a drink there just to say we were in there that'd be cool
0: i'm down very down yeah yeah okay thanks jess see you later okay bye bye